From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fans. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve. And Blues Day Recap Edition, Halloween 2023. We have no time to waste. I'm going to just jump right into it. Got to start off with the boxing. Triggered me over the weekend. Watching the exhibition bout, Tyson Fury, for instance, the Predator Nanu from uh, the UFC. And I think a lot of people from the boxing world were really pissed on the results of what happened Saturday in uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, I will say... With the uh, with uh, Fury had a 93.3% odds of winning the fight, according to odds makers. Also, uh, plus 1,100 on the odds bets. I don't think a lot of sports fans, boxing and aficionados, saw what was happening or what was going to happen between Tyson Fury and and, uh, and the Predator in Saudi Arabia, Chris. So I, I got to get you on, my guy. And, um, man... How does this piss you off, man, as far as what happened in, in the Middle East with Fury, Fury exhibition fight, man? What are your thoughts? That was uh, – let me – well, good evening, Steve, first off. Um, good evening. Let me tell you. Um, wow. Let me tell you. Okay, so I didn't get a lot of hype about it, but I'm always able to get the – because this was football weekend for me. You know, I'm, I'm, with, I'm like you, you know, when I when – the minute I have my downtime, I'm running to college football and then, then to the pros. The Giants, obviously. When I'm I, and I'll get myself. to all that later. So, oh, on your go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll get to all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm like, pay-per-view, Tyson Fury, who you, who you fighting? Who? And they said it was Nagano, Francis Nagano. Now, I never heard of yeah. the guy because I don't watch MMA. Yeah, yeah. So if you're really you into MMA shit, man, he's, he's a big deal, man. Heavyweight. He's a Cameroonian, French-Canadian right. Cameroonian fighter. He's a beast, man. Uh, he had those epic bouts with his myosic. Um, but he has a style where he could, you know, in, 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 in on an MMA level, he'll box you. Like he'll he'll take you down, he'll choke you out, and all the other mm-hmm. shit. But he has a stance that people say, "Oh, hey, well, he he's the heaviest hitter in that sport." Let's put it like that. He's pretty pretty much George Foreman. Wow. So they're looking at it and say, "Okay, well, if you know, you know how it is with boxing with physics, if you hit somebody hard, it might go down." So people are saying that they found right. that interesting. Right, and some people like me who are Heavy boxing fans, but see a name you don't recognize against a, a guy who's considered to be a large favorite. Sometimes we we tend to go, all right, all right, all right, all right. This is probably, I guess you feel, you know, you know, it's akin to something like uh, what happened 33 years ago when you found out that Mike, that particular weekend was fighting some dude you never heard of named Buster Douglas. You you had the tendency to go, well, I, let me I remember that, that day clearly as an because... 11 year old. I remember that day clearly. <laughs> I, I can tell you the exact so event that Saturday because that fight was in Japan yep. and that fight was happening. Like, the next, yeah. like that overnight or whatever. But go ahead, continue on. That's right, right. So, so that's how that's how I took this, right? So when the fight started, I saw um, Fury wasn't in real top conditions, even by his standard. And then at first, he controlled the uh, first two rounds. You know, he had his, you know, what he usually does: the jab and his one-two combinations. And when, he, and that's the thing about um, Fury: when he keeps the fight at the distance, you know, he moves and he boxes, and you know, he has some success, right? That's just typical of him. But I hung out for a little bit longer. I was doing two or three. I was multitasking. I was doing two or three things at one time that night. And I and so the sound was down on the fight. 
But <laughs> I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I'm like, this dude, Nagadu, his boxing skills are more advanced than I thought they'd be. Mm-hmm. And he and through, and the next couple of few rounds, Steve, you saw it. He switched between orthodox and then southpaw, back and forth, back and forth. He he kept his, sure his punches from you know from from trending on wildly, which is what sometimes what they do in mixed martial arts. And he, to me, I saw. Of course, the knockdown was there, but I think he appeared to uh, to hurt Fury at least three times. Because, mm-hmm. but but here's the most important thing to me, Steve, about that fight. That that really got me, okay? Nagano's strength in the clinch, like like Fury can normally bully his his opponent in the clinch with his strength all the time. That's what he does. But against this Nagano kid, man, that was not effective. Nagano, like you just talked about his strength. Look, he was so strong, he can, out, he can maneuver each clinch to his favor, and that's what he did. And it's mm-hmm. difficult, even though he lost, it's difficult to express how impressive he looked in this fight, man. You know, I, I've heard, you know, I've seen, I looked at X, formerly known as Twitter, talking about, well, you know, Fury wasn't in great shape, and he might have taken him lightly. Look, man, what? this this kid deserves all the credit in the world for probably the most, I, for, for the, I think you're going to have to correct me with this, probably the most extraordinary crossover performance in combat sports history. Yeah. Because that, you know, it is. That this is pretty much. He look. He deserved. He deserved to win that fight. And that's another god darn thing. Let's, let's stop playing games. Okay. He won that damn fight. He won that fight. I agree. And I understand he's contractually um, um, obligated to pe- compete in MMA and the other leagues. And of course, Fury is set for uh, Usyk. But yo, uh, they need to make this re- rematch happen, bro. They, come on, cut the nonsense. Um, they need to let it happen. Somebody needs to put dangle a check out there and and give I don't, and give um Tyson Fury um um a, a come to Jesus conversation. Well, I I don't think that's going to happen a rematch. But I'll say this: everything you said is spot on. I thought watching it in real time, I thought Nagano won the fight by rounds. I saw an immediate reactions on social media, and they all agreed. It seemed like the people who didn't see the fight live and came back and watched it after the replay made excuses for Fury. And the interesting thing about what you're saying about Fury, it it comes with the package because he's a guy, you know, he's – you never know what type of shape he's going to be in. That comes with the Tyson Fury package, the Jesse King package throughout his career. Because you, you don't know if he's going to be in tip-top shape or he's going to be way overweight or out of shape, and he was way overweight and out of shape in that. I think he took it lightly. And why would he? I mean, he's considered height, you know, egotistically the best boxer heavyweight right. currently. And to, to some delusional right. fans saying that one of the greatest, well, no, that, that conversation is Dead and gone by now. Now, you brought up crossover fights because I was going to bring that up. Uh, because I, there was one fight mm-hmm. I did not see, but I always heard about it. And I'm pretty sure this go back to your day with Sugar Ray Leonard versus that dude from the Bolt, the Cruz fight. Did you ever see that that fight back in, like, 82-ish, 83? I never saw that fight. I never got around the fight. He fought some dude off on the cruise Sugar Ray gives... Yeah, Sugar Ray Leonard. And I'll get to the other fights as well, that, that crossovers. Go ahead. Do a cruise ship? I don't remember that. I mean, yeah, that was, was, that was the golden fight. age for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sugar Ray had a fight. Yeah. With the guy on the he was like a miniature oh, boxer. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Yes, yes, yes. But I'm more, when you said crossover, for me, I'm more inclined to go a little bit further when I was a little kid. Ali fought, fought this Japanese boxer. Right? Yeah, in the seventies. Yeah, and, I remember that. The, I remember the history of that. Yeah, supposed to be exhibition, but this dude came in. He was hitting Ali, bro. 
He was hitting yeah, yeah. He was hitting him. Yeah. He hit him. I mean, he came right at him. And Ali was forced, who didn't really train and played around. You know, Ali was mostly half, mostly half entertainer sometimes. He yeah. he was forced to, to recognize. So when Ali got settled and started jabbing this dude, this dude came down and started kicking Ali's legs. Yeah. And, I mean, <laughs> boxing is literally weird with this. So because, that's the only you know, thing I remember. That was during the height. Yeah, but that was during the yeah. golden era, seventies, eighties. What you're saying, like even just recently, like Jake Paul, yeah. who's kind of taking the pay per view thing by storm, being Nate Diaz, oh, or recent, most recently, he did lose to Tommy Fury, uh, uh, Tyson Fury's brother, uh, but he did, he did, he did yeah. beat Anderson Silva, who came from the MMA circuit, beat Tyron Woodley and our next Nate Robinson, poor Nate Robinson in that fight. He made he embarrassed him in that. Then we saw, remember, oh man, that was fight. oh that was horrible. Met Rodney fight or Vander Holyfield, right? Yeah. And we saw Conor McGregor actually yeah. looking okay, decent versus Mayweather. And you know what I'm saying? Mayweather actually had another fight uh, back in was it Tokyo versus Nafikawa. So you see these crossover right. fights, and it's kind of like it's, it's interesting because Chris, I, I made sure I had to watch it during the college football. I had to watch to see what was going on because everybody in these boxing groups, everybody on the Instagram and Twitter, were really. I mean, it's hard to blame it because ninety three percent from the odd makers said Fury's going to win, and it was plus eleven hundred on the bet. So it had that now, theme going like you never right. know until you get in that ring. Absolutely. Now, Steve, I'm not, everybody knows I'm not a big fan of MMA, but wait a minute. I got to be honest about something because let me tell you something. These types of events, they're clearly money spinners, yo. And, you know, know, the Mayweather (laughs) McGregor fight, it wasn't competitive, but it was high profile. Now, this fight, though, this past Sunday, Saturday, this was competitive, and it can be cited as an example to start justifying pitting a high-level UFC striker against a top-class uh, boxer. And that's so I don't the know if thing. they're going to try to do shit like put Sean O'Donnell and, and, and that's the thing about, Davis. Well, see, that's the thing. That's the thing about an MMA fighter has a chance in boxing. There's no way it's the opposite where a boxing a boxer has a chance in MMA. So it's actually a black eye to boxers in boxing. And a matter of fact, you mentioned it earlier Absolutely. about Alexander Usyk. He was the biggest loser of this whole thing. I saw him in the crowd. I saw him with the cameo shots with Eminem, the rapper. Uh, and I just saw yeah. recently just the reports where Frank Warren, his promoter, uh, or Fury's promoter, saying, yeah, we're going to postpone this, this December fight. We're pushing that shit back to sometime in 2024, and rightfully so. Usyk lost a lot of money just watching that, that shit. He just watched money round by round just leave his, 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 his pockets. That's crazy. But this has to happen. They have to start doing it this, this way. What we saw on Saturday needs to be a, a jump off. And I'm going to tell you why, Steve, real quick. I don't want to take a poll time. I don't – look, boxing has a lot of severe, deeply entrenched problems, bro. Okay? I don't know whether it's, it's, it's their struggle, the boxing community struggle to effectively address that performance-enhancing bullshit, or whether it's the, um, the, the sense of uh, also losing its place in the Olympics. It's a lot. It's a lot. But – um, so a couple of things, but it could yeah. be in the theater of the absurd. So I think when you when I when I see something like this, I'm like immediately saying to myself, because I understand that Nagano is 37, but I think he has a future yeah. for some reason. You know, immediately they need to put him back in the ring, probably against Anthony Joshua or, or or Wilder or something. They need to. I don't see that happening. But going. Yeah. I don't. Either. I don't see that happening. But they need um, to, unless they want some money. Nah. 
Because you know, I, 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 nah, Fox, because Fox, like you Fox, said, Fox uh, Fury Fox. was more out of shape. I think he kind of took it lightly. I don't think now that other boxers see that, no, they're not taking that lightly. I I, I don't well, see it's not that happening because I understand. Right, and I know, I know it's not going to happen because I understand that uh, Nagano, you know, he has he has he has um even though he has some options, he he signed an agreement with PFL, huh? So yeah, yeah, has, yeah. You know, That's true. He, he has to go back to MMA. But God dang, when you know you know how boxing is, bro. But, you know, it 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 oh it tries to look like a, a legit commission. <laughs> Well, and the, you know, and that, let's not forget, just recently, right, Showtime is done with boxing. So HBO years ago, now yes, Showtime is done with it. Boxing yes. is in a state of how they, how they going to get the bag because UFC is kind of unionized. But, see, their payday is not as grand as the boxers. That's the trade-off. So UFC don't get paid like You're the boxers. Boxers right. can get their own purse. So that's the trade-off. So. Right. So what's going that's to I don't know what's going to happen with boxing now that Showtime's out of the picture just like HBO years ago. So I don't know what's going to happen. And I know, I know all the I've seen the, like I know, Crawford, was Chance Crawford and uh, Mikey Garcia, guys like that need to say that we like, all need to come yeah. together. They need to they got to unionize. You got to kind of build a, 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 an MMA kind of model, but that means you're going to lose a bag. Some of the talented dudes are going to lose a bag if you're going to try to stick together. That's the problem right. that, that sport has, you know. So. Yeah, Usyk lost a big I think bag, he's performing. Man. He, yeah. Oh, my God. You know, yeah. I mean, look, boxing, Tyson Fury has a boxing legacy. You know what he did with Chris Cole and uh, the Wild Defense right, right. and all of that. He needs to, he, he needs to correct the ship. You know, he really, really does. It so won't be the first time back, in his career. I, maybe he needs to get back with Joshua, bro. Maybe he needs to get fight Joshua and get it done. It, the thing know. about Curry, he's been about down that. these roads. He's had these demons with, you know, his substance abuse, and everybody thought he was down and out. So this is actually no new territory for him. So if anybody can make a turnaround, right. it's a guy like that who's – but people count him out, and he just comes back up on top, and right. he definitely could do that. He just had a terrible stretch, and, and it was surprisingly – he shot, shot the world in a bad way. Uh, Chris, before you go, I know you're you're qu- quick on time. Um I was going to jump into another sport. I really want to get your, your thoughts because it was happening this weekend in okay. the NBA. And the playing tournament, I oh. I know you don't like it, but now it's upon us. We got Friday, Knicks and Bucks on Friday, uh, and all the other games. Any thoughts on the NBA tournament? And matter of fact, any thoughts around the NBA thus far in this young season that you like? Uh, do you like the women young that, dude from the Spurs oh. or, or anybody, yeah. any other players? Yeah, it's too young. It's too young. It's too young for me. The season's too young. Um, um, the kid, the kid, Victor. I, it reminded me of when I was a baby. I saw I, um, um, Jabbar's Jabbar's um, 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 debut. It looked exactly like that. It looked exactly like that. But uh, see, look, I, I I'm pretty sure the in-season in tournament will grow on me. The only thing that really stuck out to me the first week of of, of NBA or whatever, a couple of things. Um, the Pelicans look very seasoned even after two games. <laughs> they look like they had a really wonderful camp. Okay, so we'll see what once, 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 once Zion gets hurt, then we got to see. See, Zion's not – talk to me about the Pelicans, not you in general, once he plays a 482. Because they are strong when they're all healthy. Yeah. But when Zion goes down, they're kind of like Brandon yeah. Ingram dependent. Um, you know, it's like, it's, it's the, the pieces fit, I'll give you that. 
They did. They had a dominant home win. Yeah. Uh, they went on a road the over the night. They played the Grizzlies, yeah. beat them. They beat the Knicks on Saturday. I mean, they have a nice roster. That no, no, no dispute in that. It's just they can't stay healthy because of Zion. Well, he has to play for for uh, eighty two. Right, right. And let me tell you, normally it takes you a while to to, to gel. You know, you know, because the season just started. We can't tell anything from here normally. But I have to say. The Milwaukee Bucks. Woo. It, speaking of injury, which, Chris, which, which Chris version? Middleton stays upright. This one right here. This, this the reason right I here. say that, you're, are you talking about the, so the, the, the team that beat the team that beat Philly, or the team that lost by 17 last night to the Hawks at home? The team. <laughs> the team. The, I think I, the team that beat Philly. I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. Because the because because it looked to me that the team that lost by 17 lost just kind of. It looked like the legs were gone. That's what it looked like in the fourth quarter. That's just me. I was. I just want to say this though. They may have. If they keep you took the words out of my mouth, Steve. Great minds think alike, man. So wait a minute. <laughs> what happened was there was two different teams that played so far, and I think when you don't gel that quickly, you're going by midseason, by Christmas time maybe even by the trade deadline, to have started having chemistry problems on the court. It's a long season. And you've yeah. got to be able to know your role from right from jump, like 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 the Nuggets do. Okay? It may not look pretty. It not, may not be the most glamorous kind of basketball we've ever seen. But they, they, they have an understanding of how, exactly how this shit's going to roll back. And I, and I like that. The other teams that, that – that also got me scratching my head is I'm not so big on the heat like everybody else is. I'll wait. Well, okay? it depends I'll... on how you look at the heat. When you when you say, or you're not saying they're not going back to the NBA Finals, I would agree with you. I just oh, no, think no, no, they're no, the best be... of the worst. I think they're the best of the worst in that division. I know I have these back and forth yeah, with other yeah. stakeholders on the basketball show that, you know, somebody some, like Dom, uh, they're going through Orlando. They believe Orlando's ready to take that next step. Atlanta's kind of like, you never know what kind of Atlanta team you're going to get. I'm not a believer in the Washington Wizards or the Charlotte Hornets. So it's really oh, starting man, with that division, right? Same plan. Yeah, pretty much. Huh? They, 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 uh, don't even mention them. They're not, they're not, they're not going to be in the mix at all. I can't see it. Ooh. Excuse me. I just can't see Atlanta. Atlanta competing anywhere. I'm sorry. I don't see it. Not even that being a, a bug like it. that last night, though? I mean, they do have a little bit of it in there. I mean, I, with the Milwaukee just, one by seven I think that's a statement win, right? No? I, I need to be sold. I need to be sold. Maybe I need a little bit more time. I just can't. Okay, I'm just not. I love it. Not yet. Give me, give, me, give me 10 games, and then I, I got a better read on everybody. Then. Right. Um, I, I can give you one game like, real quick. Yeah, let me let me, let me tell you one pick. game. Like you mentioned, the Wimby Yamba. There was a trans. There was two plays I saw him. Uh, I think it was the Rocket game where he caught. I never seen this in my life. I never seen somebody catch an alley a a, a, a backhanded alley oop in the fast break. I never seen that until he did that. That shit was crazy. I don't know if you saw the highlights on that. And there was another play where he had I two did. consecutive blocks. And one, I think we're both were from each opposite hand was fucking was crazy. But Chet Holmgren is a guy I'm very big on. And I saw a, play, a couple of plays with in, the, in that season opener at the Bulls where he hit a, um, he had a block shot and a transition three in the same sequence, man. Chet Holmgren is going to win the rookie of the year if you was to ask me. Uh, I love watching OKC when, whenever I have downtime, man. They're a fun team to watch, man. I, I forgot he counts as a rookie. 
I, I sure yeah. did. I, I don't know what's happening to me. I forgot he yeah. counts as a rookie. He's actually a rookie. Okay. Uh, well, you know what? The win beyond I can't I can say his name either. Victor, that play yeah. that you're talking about, I did see yeah. it. I see you got a good point because I did see that play before. But guess where I saw that? Where? I saw that at the N1 tournament in Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, on the NBA, I on the NBA court though, have you seen it on the NBA court professionals? No, I've never seen that before. I never seen it either, man. So, glimpse of the future. My my pick up, my pick for the NBA uh, rookie of the year though is my man out in Portland, man. He has this. They have no identity. Okay. They, they become. Yeah, they're not. The, he has every opportunity in the world to just show the fuck out, and that's why. Not it's not that's no no knock on any other uh, rookies. It's just that the opportunity is there for him to just go crazy, and that's about it. But yeah, man, you're right about that that Victor slam, man. I, I ain't never seen no shit like that. <laughs> right, right, right. But yeah, man, I got a foul, Steve, man. But give me some time on the NBA, bro, because uh, I'm not home yet. I'm not. I gotta give it some time. I got. I want these guys to start to start uh, gelling a little bit, particularly the team that plays in Midtown Manhattan. That would help me out a lot if they if they did that. And um, oh, but last, ask me this: any early, yeah. too, way too early predictions on who the who the NBA Finals belong to this year? Man, I, I said it on the show with the, on the Knickerbocker Avenue Fan Forum. I, I'm I'm saying Phoenix. I mean, I mean, pending trades and injuries, Phoenix, Boston is the way I look at it as of right now. It could change depending All on right, what we don't have made to talk about. Then we don't have, then we don't have nothing to talk about because that's exactly my picks. That's exactly Let me, we're, we're matching here. In the last few minutes, because I know you got to go and I got to get to the other sports, but let me ask you this on the NFL, because I did not see it. I got told by her, uh, a friend about Kirk Cousins touring his Achilles, the Bills. This is something me and you discussed with yeah, the yeah. C-Notes in the offseason. I, I believe yeah. the Bills are on the downside, man. And also, to this point, through, like, what, seven games or whatever it is, I still don't know who's the best in the NFC South. So if you could give me your three points on that, and I'll go ahead and let you go so I'll get to the rest of the spots before we get off. And then, you know, Major League Baseball, the World Series. What are your thoughts on Kirk Cousins tearing his Achilles, the, the Buffalo Bills being on the downside of their, uh, I guess, this current run or whatever, and then the NFC South? I don't, you know, I still don't know who's the best out of that pack after all these games. Well, with Cousins, believe it or not, that puts them – because Cousins is missing – um, um, my man Justin Jefferson's hurt. Um, yeah, KJ Osborne's having some kind of internal problems with that team. Um, let me tell you, I uh, I gotta say, Steve, they look they kind of look they're starting to look like like a New York Giants team now. <laughs> because when you get hurt, you know this better than anybody else. What is this week nine? What was this? What was what was this week? Yeah, it was about forty percent. Was this week nine? Yeah, it's been like getting close to the halfway point. Yeah, yeah. This is not this when you when you do it when you can start when you start getting banged up now, like that, and you will also start off zero two when you had and you've been playing behind in the standings this entire time. It's going to be tough for you, and so you're going to have to start making some some decisions. And now your your star quarterback has got a, a Achilles. Come on, man. No, they're uh, done, man. They got, like, they got a Detroit. Long. Detroit. Detroit's going to win the division for the first time. For the first time in that, yes, in they that, will. They, that yes, they will. It's a, it's a, 
the green light. The Packers stink. The Bears stink. Vikings are done, man. Like this, unless golf goes down, Jared yeah. Goff goes down. You know, they have they have they this is the first time in that division's history because all those years it was far, it was Aaron Rodgers, you know what I'm saying? Then there was those Bears teams with Rex Grossman and Jake Cutler. Like the Lions never had a chance for like thirty years. <laughs> Since the reformat of that right. division. Till now. I mean I, I said it you know, I was with you guys in the all season, I said the Lions were gonna win the division, but this is really easy now. What about the Bills, right. man? And like, so we see huh, go ahead, what are your thoughts? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of listening to you, and I'm going. It, uh, I, I'll be real quick because I know you got the Lions go, are ready. The, bills, the Lions are ready. I'm not, I'm not holding yeah, that yeah, loss oh, against yeah. the Ravens against them, man. That was a learning experience. I, I, might, go, David, I might go um, as far as they, they'll win the division and may win their first division game, so they'll get past the first round. I think that's a bold prediction right now. I mean, they could be lined up against the Cowboys or somebody like that, whoever's second place in the NFC East or second place in the NFC West. But uh, yeah, I, I think they, I think the Lions have a shot to get to the second round of the playoffs, man. I definitely, definitely believe that. When's the last time um, you was excited? When's the last time? When's the last time you was excited about seeing the Lions on Thanksgiving? <laughs> uh, Barry Sanders. <laughs> since Barry Sanders, let's put it like that. Since like '92. Barry Sanders. '92-ish. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm high on the Lions. Right. What was it? Was it? Yeah, was that called? Wayne Fontes. That's that's his name, Wayne right? Wayne Fontes. Exactly. Right. Yep, yep. Yeah. Herman, Herman Moore. Remember Herman Moore? Like guys like that. I haven't. Yep, I do. I'll, I'll, since that time. Yep. So we're talking the 90s, dude. <laughs> but exactly. um, the Bills, what your last question on the Bills, man, in the NFC South, and then I, I'll let you go. go ahead. Well, they just the signed for net, right? They just signed for net. They got James Cook and Lavarius Murray there. You cannot win. The, you, you're not going to win. You're not going to go past um, the, the second round with, with that with that run. At, yeah. Now, yes, I'm saying that right now, and, I, and I'm saying this is a bold prediction. You can't get past the first round of the playoffs with that running back trio. I just said it. I so, just said it. And it. Okay. Now, in the NFC South, what about the Buccaneers, the Falcons, the Saints? Who's who's the clear cut yeah. winner in that division? We're still we're still after all these weeks. Yeah. We're still just waiting to see. Man. I, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of going how I thought it would, be honest with you. Because I really don't know. They're so evenly matched, all three. It cracks you. Okay, first of all, Panthers out of it, so that's easy, like you just said. Buccaneers, damn, these teams kind of all look alike. If I had to pick one. I will I'm because I, I don't know their schedules by heart like like I know like our teams for instance, but I will tell you this: if I had to pick one, I would say, and this is going to shock you, I would say the Falcons have the best the best um, chance because okay. the Falcons team, I think you need this is just me, I think you need a top notch running back to keep. When when you get bunched in like that, evenly matched in your division, I think you need some something to stand out, and I think B. John Robinson's that guy. On the Saints, um, Kamara looks like that guy, but his head's not in it. He did some other shit yesterday. I don't even know. I just see all the news, but he did some other shit. I don't know what what was up that up what was up with that with his team in the locker room, and then the Buccaneers. Who do they got? Um. um that's what the R shot. Oh, man, I'm having that a great party here. Coaching yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. They just yeah, they just, you know, they know just what? Fr- I just uh, think that you need to stand out when you – that's your X factor. 
That's your X factor that breaks out. You need that running back that's going to make the difference. And this this yeah. is why uh, this is when uh, this is when I should say a, a, a running back is important, quote unquote. I'm putting that in italics because you know I, we've all spoken about the market lately and all this other shit. Um, so I don't know. Um, that that division is 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 is. I'm gonna be kind here, and I'm gonna say it, very evenly matched. I think for some odd, weird reason, the Falcons ought to come out of it and then still not go anywhere. Yeah, I, I hear that. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah, thank you for your time, man. If you want to stay on, uh, cool. I'm gonna just get to the rest of the sports. The, nah, I got a break, football. man. And I'll see you. Huh? Hopefully, I have this track done, and maybe I, by 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 the time I see you coming up on the weekend, and we'll All go right. from there. All right, the uh, great professor on the recap. Yeah, shout out. Shout out to the professor. Uh, let me get to the rest of the sports. His his thoughts on the boxing, NFL, and the NBA, uh, baseball, MLB. Man, listen, I, I'm not going to be long with it. Uh, I don't really care who wins the uh, World Series, uh, but it was a, definitely a dominant game two by the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, a lot of scoring, good, very good pitching, and neutralizing that Texas Rangers offense. And I'm just glad that Texas Rangers got past the Houston Astros, winning Game Six and Game Seven in Houston. Same thing with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Not that I'm big Philly hater or anything, but winning Game Six and Game Seven of the NLCS when nobody thought they could, and including me. Um, I mean, it was improbable runs by both teams. I really don't care who's going to win, but listen. Yeah, listen, it's the one, as long as it wasn't the Astros, you know, I'm cool with that. I don't think there's a team I hate more in this sport than that team during its current run, and they've had a hell of a run, and they, they do deserve the props. But uh, for the Texas Rangers, uh, I mean, they loaded up on all those free agents the last couple of the seasons, out of Bruce Bochy, the manager. Uh, and, 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 and I said it before back in the baseball podcast back in the summer I said that uh, baseball needed that Texas rivalry and they got it man so this is officially in a rivalry even though they've been playing in the same division for the last several years but the Rangers and Astros officially have an official rivalry with all the stare down home runs and the, and the clearing of the, the, the benches and, 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 and all that other stuff so yeah that Dallas versus Houston uh, rivalry in the state of Texas has gone through professional baseball much uh, props to them uh, let me see. College football over the past weekend, I did not – listen, there was a lot of blowouts, so I didn't really watch a lot of the games. I know uh, Oregon destroyed Utah. Utah, who had the the big win versus USC the week before that, they just yeah, – Oregon, and they're really trying to make up for losing to Washington a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you, uh, the, the Trojans had a 50-49 to thriller win versus the California Golden Bears. Uh they held on to that. they held on by a threat in that game and and secret and and I would say in um secrecy of the the Pats has been the best top biggest conference they have the best they have the most depth uh they have more depth right now than the uh, SEC the Big Twelve the Big Ten I mean Big Ten has okay Michigan Ohio State Penn State then it's kind of a drop off where where Pac twelve they have Washington both Washington schools even the Washington State kind of laid an egg in the last four couple of weeks Arizona has come on strong and really give everybody hell uh, the USC Trojans the Oregon Ducks Oregon State uh, they they have a, a, a Utah they have a very deep conference I don't think a lot of people really gave them crop, uh, props or credit to so college football you heard me on the last five uh, uh, around uh, all football with Azul 
uh, all in depth. But, uh, you know, with all the other sports, I'm going to get to all that, those as well. Now, on the NHL front, um, uh, from what I'm seeing, you know, Vegas is still rolling. They only have one loss in the season. They only lost to the Blackhawks. They beat everybody else. Uh, they, they're, they're defending the Stanley Cup with honor, uh, really uh, doing a great job with that. Uh, I saw the Sabres uh, beat the, uh, the Avalanche for nothing over the weekend. That was a very good win by the, the Buffalo Sabres as well. And then the team that's kind of surprising to me in the Atlanta, who I thought was going to finish last, is the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, they're actually tied for second in the Atlantic behind Boston, uh, who's doing pretty well without uh, the retired Pierre Bergeron and you know, David Pasternak, uh, uh, top se- or second in goals in, in the league. But Cole Caulfield had a uh, late overtime goal to beat Columbus, and Suzuki uh, had a, the winner in the shootout over Winnipeg. But I don't think that's going to last, man. I think the Montreal Canadiens, through the earliest part of the season, has done a good job. But I don't think they're going to make a deep run with There's too many very good teams in that division. It's a lot of offense. Uh, you know, you saw uh, on the Bleed Blue Show Instagram uh, a fe- uh, featuring uh, uh, Alex DeBrincat, who leads the league in, in goal scoring with the Detroit uh, Red Wings. Uh, his line mates with Larkin. Uh, they put up a lot of goals. Uh, even Ottawa, who's tops in goals in the league, they're like top three in goals a game average and also top shots. You know, they're just letting the puck fly off the, the hockey sticks in Ottawa, Canada. Uh, but to be to your surprise, right? To your surprise, for right now if, during qualifying games, you know who leads the, the NHL in uh, save percentage? You would never guess it, but yes, it is the guy. Blue shirt fans with the Rangers was really kicking down uh, in the preseason, and that is the uh, future Hall of Famer Jonathan Quick, who has a 982 save percentage. In three games, two of them were starts. Remember, he came in the game versus the uh, uh, the Predators uh, in the game where they were beating up on the Rangers at home. Uh, but Jonathan Quigley, he has the best save percentage in the NHL through three games, three qualifying games. But in the NHL, out west, it looks like it's Vegas. And even out east, uh, you know, you look at Jersey, you look at the Rangers at the top of the uh, Metro. And uh, like I said, Boston looks strong, you know, including me, you know, after that big President's Trophy season last year with a fully stocked squad, uh, they're actually holding serve. And uh, I was kind of thinking Toronto's going to make that jump, the uh, the Maple Leafs, and they had the, the tough loss in Nashville the other night. And they also, um, they, 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 I mean, they had a hot start with Austin Matthews with the two hat tricks. But but the Toronto Maple Leafs, I think, through 82 will win the division. They, they're they too strong. There's no way. They'll, and they'll get, definitely get trade pieces and guys at the trade deadline on the NHL front. Uh, the top three uh, teams right now that's killing it with the goals is the, the, the Los Angeles Kings, the New Jersey Devils, and the Ottawa Senators. Those are the three teams right now just leading the way with all the scoring or the top threes in scoring. Uh, I think I'm missing the sport. Uh, the Major League Soccer, the playoffs, is, as I'm watching, Orlando versus Nashville, the second seeded in the E's versus Nashville. Um, but first of all, let me go back to the game. I watched in full uh, Sunday night. Uh, the top seed, FC Cincinnati, over the Red Bulls. And I, and I featured that story of that uh, the store in Cincinnati where they weren't going to sell any, <laughs> sell any Red Bulls. Uh, for a 24-hour period when when they were facing the New York Red Bulls, uh, who got through the Charlotte team earlier in the week five to two, but they got dominated three to nothing uh, Sunday night. The top team in the uh, in the league, who I think 
you know, when I posted the, the question in all the soccer groups and on Instagram, is it going to be FC Cincinnati or do you pick anybody in the rest of the field alive that's going to overtake them? Is it going to be somebody like Columbus? Is it going to be Orlando? Is it going to be uh, Atlanta or Philadelphia or all these other teams? Do they have a chance versus FC Cincinnati? But in this particular game on, you know, the game one of uh, that series versus the Red Bulls, uh, you saw Alvaro Barrow get that goal at the 23rd, 23-minute uh, he had a great, beautiful soft paw kick uh, going through the left side, pretty much the left side to the right goalkeeper side. And he, he kicked the ball uh, far post. It was perfectly placed to make it one nothing. And then what, what really got the game, uh, a, a game-changing play, making it 2 nothing. 12 minutes later, the MVP of the league, Luciano Acosta, at the 35th minute, uh, made it 2 nothing. And where the Red Bulls uh, goalkeeper, Carlos Miguel, gambled on a, a safe play to try to uh, catch the, a, a, a lead pass, but it ricocheted Luciano Acosta's uh, foot. He, all he had to do was nail an open net 35, 40 yards from deep, and it made it 2 nothing. and he uh, had a barrel again at the 89th minute. With a, uh, the third goal to pretty much seal the deal, those, those, two, those two teams play Saturday in nearby Harrison, New Jersey on Saturday night. Uh, we'll see if New York, the, the Rebels, can re, uh, come back and versus the top seed and, and heavily favored team in, in the MLS to win. Uh, we saw Sporting KC, who got into the, the regular, uh, you know, the, the regular pool, beating San Jose off penalty kicks four to two, and then they dominated the top seed in their interstate rival, the St. Louis City uh, squad, uh, four to one over the weekend. And St. Louis City is a big surprise because they're an inaugural team. They're the, this is their first year, and they were the top team in the West. Although the West Western Conference was definitely uh, inferior to the Eastern Conference this year, but St. Louis uh, they lost this game four to one. KC went up three to one in a matter of twelve minutes. Uh, Logan Denby had a, a goal at the 27th minute. You had Remy Walter with a goal at the 36th minute, and then later on uh, you saw that. A goal by Gady Kinda. Uh, Sporting KC is kind of rolling that ride, that ride against San Jose, and they beat up on uh, 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 the, the top seed St. Louis. We'll see how St. Louis is going to respond. It's the battle of the show me state in Missouri, right? Uh, the Philadelphia Union, who I thought was going to be a powerhouse this season, won. Uh, they beat the. Uh, they, they won their game versus the Revolution, New England Revolution. We saw the defending champs, Los Angeles FC, 5-2 win as well over uh, the Whitecaps, the Vancouver Whitecaps. Uh, the Dynamo won 2-1 over Real Salt Lake. And, um, you know, as, a, as I'm doing this episode with Chris jumping on early on, talking to boxing and talking to football and NBA, uh, right now Orlando versus Nashville – uh, definitely going to get to that game. Uh, that game is in the 30th minute in the first period as we're recording this episode. So I uh, got Columbus and Atlanta uh, later this week. That should be a fun game. Uh, two teams uh, that had high expectations or very re- reasonable expectations coming into this 2023 season. But to me, honestly, on the ML, MLS side, it's kind of is <laughs> pretty much. I think FCC has a huge. A huge chance to really go the distance. Uh, I like how they play. I saw their game in person when they played Columbus in Ohio. I thought they've had a, a, a hell of a season. And they got the MVP on their, their side for a reason. 
Uh, I think that's all the sports we got on this recap, man, right? I got boxing. We, we got to the boxing, got to the college football, the NFL. Um, let's see, Major League Baseball with the World Series. I think, let me see, let me, let me go back to that. I'm spend a little bit more time on that. I think uh, it's hard to write off the Arizona uh, Diamondbacks from the road they took to get to the playoffs. They were like the last team in. Um, they... They had a hell of a series versus the Dodgers sweeping them. That was very, you know, you know, that's kind of L.A. Dodgerish in, the, in this era of Dodger baseball of these, you know, powerhouse teams. Even though they got a chip out of it, one, but man, it kind of remind me of those mid '90s Atlanta Braves and when how stacked they are, and they should be on more deeper runs than they have. But Arizona beating up on them, uh, going to Philadelphia, uh, winning that. Um, I, listen, I don't think nobody saw that, and I think that's good for the sport. I, I really believe that is really good for the sport. I don't think the ratings on if you're really into that. I don't think people care. But if you are a fan of good baseball, I mean, I think there's been some good games, especially in that game one where Arizona had a 5-3 lead in the ninth inning, and they gave up a game-time two-run home run, and then in the extra innings, uh, Dolores Garcia, who's kind of, you know, kind of been, you know, been a star and has kind of got that – uh, bag. He's like a like a like an antagonist character on the baseball field, kind of like uh, some of the guys you can't stand on other teams. But if he's on your team, you're glad to have him. He's kind of got that aura going with him with the game winning home run in Game One on Friday last Friday night. Uh, they'll have those two games this week in Arizona. We'll see how it goes. I'm gonna definitely watch that game as well. So um, I, I, that's gonna be it on the recap, man. It was it was a, dude. I had to get through at least you know. Chris and I get through a lot of the stuff. I love his, love his thoughts on what he saw as boxing because Chris and I are really pretty much in, in agreement on where the sport is going, and they got issues with especially with um, with the with the with the TV contract or the TV deal with Showtime going out the door and where they're going to go with that. I mean, this is why you know it will be a good look. Kind of, you saw it with Dazzin. They might maybe Amazon Prime steps up to the plate and get some of that streaming. Uh, 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 boxing pay-per-view stuff because you've seen that with um, uh, they may make the fees go up on some of these Amazon Prime customers if they go that route but Amazon has got that bank to do that uh, we've seen uh, you know Amazon Prime with the Thursday Night Football with the streaming uh, as I speak with the Apple TV with the MLS I mean that's the route where sports is headed so why not boxing now whether they're going to get the pay-per-view buys to do it uh, you know, it, with Amazon Prime, everybody's going to have it. So boxing has an avenue or an out where ESPN has that, that uh, uh, ESPN has the UFC, that boxing could easily slide into that Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime is looking for more live sports. You could definitely do it. So uh, that's, that'll be it on the recap, man. I'm definitely going to implement the college basketball. That's going to be kicking back in a couple of weeks. NBA playing tournament this weekend starting Friday. Uh yeah yeah Usyk is losing that bag man that's terrible man I, and I saw the reports with Frank Warren the promoter for Alexander Usyk and man that that's just bad man you know that's the that's the gamble now <laughs> you know you you play with these Jake these Jake Paul dudes and these Conor McGregor's <laughs> you get the wrong one man your future purse or your bag is going to be affected and that's the reason why boxing is in the mess that they had because these boxing dudes ain't trying to lose that value it's not like the UFC where they kind of got you have to be you you're unionized you're going to have to fight to try to get uh, status by winning the belt outright which it should be but then the uh, downside is you don't you can't generate the the, the maximum purse that you really want. 
And that's kind of what it is with boxing, man. And um, they're they're at a crossroads. If you're going to get these fights, you're going to have to figure out something, man. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, the recap Halloween 2023 edition. Thanks for the professor joining your boy, Zool, to get to some of the sports as a whole. I think we got to all of them since, man. I think I did, man. Sandra Rousseau, ladies and gentlemen, Bleed Blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.